The NFL season is finally here, and I'll tell you why I will never, ever take for granted again not being considered the worst team in the league. I'll explain all of that stuff and more here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you once again for joining me, Tony Wiggins, your host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. We really, really appreciate you doing it every single day because it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. As a reminder, we are free on all platforms. Wherever you get your podcast, you will not have to pay. Make sure you like and subscribe to Locked On NFL. Today's episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast and affordable jury insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for locked-on listeners and get covered in under two minutes at at bright.co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co forward slash locked on. Don't be a dummy like me and lose your ring in Mexico and uh, just have to go and get it remade, right? All right, so... We're here today on Locked On Jaguars. We are 24 hours away from kickoff, probably 72 hours away, something like that, from watching your Jaguars play. Maybe, maybe did I get that right? 72, maybe 98. But in any event, we're close. We're almost there. And I don't take for granted the position that we're in. And I, I'm not going to miss the position that we used to be in. And I say used to be, and I say it loosely, but I say it because I actually believe it. The power polls came out in the Locked On NFL uh, in, in our own special group that we have. The Jaguars were 26. I personally had them at 24 just to start the season. I think they're going to end up much higher. I think that will go up in just a few weeks. The Jaguars will be somewhere on the upper half of the 32 team. And it felt good. Now, being 26 out of 32 doesn't seem like that good of, good of a deal, right? I just recall the Jaguars being 32, 31 or 32, no higher than 30th for as long as I can remember. That is a feeling that actually got old and tired. It felt like your sock wasn't on right. You know, <laughs> you ever have your sock on, but you were in a rush and it's twisted and the stitching is not. I know I'm going somewhere here, but listen to me. You ever had that stitching that's not quite right? You ever bought some cheap socks from somewhere because you needed a pair real quick and they were like a dollar and you realize why they were like a dollar because they got that knot in the stitching? Like you don't notice it at first. You walk around for about two or three hours, man. It'll feel like you got a brick in your foot, right? In your shoe. So, that's kind of the way it was. We got so used to just having that wet blanket wrapped around our head here in Jacksonville. We just kind of got used to being at the bottom of all of those lists at the very, very bottom. We were the little engine that could, right? We bowed up at everybody and stuck our chests out like we were just going to fight. We had, Listen, for the last few years, we have really had a Napoleon complex. 
the the thing that the Jaguar fan base has been great at is they don't take no crap from nobody. If the team on the field fought, ranked, joked, trolled on Twitter, if they ever get it right on the field to match how good the Jaguar fan base has been at just obliterating people, we would beat people up in their own stadium bathrooms. We have high, high football self-esteem for no reason. The Jags haven't won anything and haven't sustained anything since they've been in existence. But you wouldn't know it if you paid attention to the Jags fan base. Now we finally are starting to get some traction where everyone else is noticing. My man Matt Williamson from Peacock and Williamson Podcast, he says he thinks the Jaguars are going to finish second. I outdid him and said the Jaguars going to win the AFC South. If you notice online, I've been saying a lot of stuff that people consider wild. It ain't going to be wild when it happens, right? But I will never, ever take for granted not being considered the worst teams. I'll never, ever take for granted the feeling that and even though I don't live for the applause or, and I won't die from somebody's criticism, it still feels good to not have twisted socks, twisted cheap socks with that little knot in it, right? It just feels good for a change. And the optimism is real. In segment two, I'm going to tell you the main reasons why that optimism is real. And it's, and in segment three, if I can keep from biting my tongue off, in segment three, I'm going to ask this question. Do we owe Trent Baalke an apology or will we? That's what I'm asking segment three. But right now, man, I just want to tell y'all, it just feels good that the start of the season is coming. And while there are some people that go, oh, still the Jaguars, man, I don't know. You got to got to kind of wait and see. I'm not mad at those folks. I, I would never be angry at someone that actually has common sense because in the past, you've had so much disappointment and so many letdowns. I don't mind somebody saying, I just got to wait and see, because that means that, you know, you can't keep just investing into something that ain't going to give you no return. I get it, man. And you've been let down so many times by this team. But for the most part, the enthusiasm that you see every year at this time, because folks, enthusiasm is usually an optimism and the optimism is usually tied to hope and attached to what they want to happen. It's actually tangible and real. It actually feels like it has weight on it. And it's not because everyone else is acknowledging, acknowledging that that's what it is. It's because it's rooted in the right stuff. People that want to get it right on the field, do the right thing on the field, be accountable, work hard, and one thing I used to say about the Jaguars is take the first five guys. And I got this from dog food when I, my rest in peace, Lexi, my baby, when she was here and I was trying to figure out the dog food when she was a puppy and a, and a veterinarian told me, look at the first five ingredients and make sure they're real on the back of the box. So I always used to look at the first five players from the team. And I'd say, this is going to show us how we stack up. Let's just take the Chargers, for example. 
if the Chargers walked around the corner, the first five guys you see, if they were, if they were in order of how good of a player they are, you'd see Derwin James, you'd see Nick, uh, Joey Bosa, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, and one other player, probably the wide receiver Keenan Allen. And you look at him and you go, damn, that's formidable. And in the past, we had guys like Nick Foles and Uncle Rico, Gardner Minshew, undrafted running back James Robinson. And during the draft, I said one of the things that I know the Jaguars need is they need to award that is they need dudes when they come around that corner, you feel good about those first five dudes who get off the bus. It's Trevor Lawrence now. It's Josh Allen. It's Trevon Walker. Probably Travis Etienne. It's Foy Oluwakan, or whoever you want to put in that mix. And you start feeling real good about those war daddies that get off that bus or that turn that corner for Jacksonville. So it's real and it's rooted in something good. I'm going to tell you what the key ingredients are. And it has everything to do with the quarterback and the coach. Because to me, from this point forward, they are going to be one and the same. They're going to be tied at the proverbial hip and nothing that they do will separate one from the other it's going to be all about them and it's going to be all about them getting it done together because trust me when you mention one you're going to mention the other for at least the foreseeable future so we're going to discuss all of those things here today on Locked on Jaguars, segment two is coming right at you in just a second. After I tell you guys about Brightco, man, listen to me. I was dumb enough to get in the ocean on a trip to Mexico, and I had a ring that doesn't fit super, super tight on my finger. It was a very special made ring, a fraternity ring that I earned. I lost it, and I could not get it back. I replaced it, but I had to pay for it. You don't have to do that. That's the lesson. You don't want to be that guy, and you don't certainly want it splattered all over the internet or people letting everybody know that you lost your ring. The guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen. You can just figure out what happened to it. Go to bright slash dot slash co. That's a forward slash. Locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. All right? So that's bright forward slash dot forward slash co. Locked on. You get it in minutes. And I'll give you this in a minute. Who and why should you be so excited and happy about the Jacksonville Jaguars actually getting some traction and and a byproduct of all of this is that other people notice it the most important thing is is they believe it and you believe it and i think that resonates with people and the reason why so many people are optimistic for not just the reasons of being happy and giddy that the season is going to start and it's not rooted in hope it's actually rooted in yes we can why not us right now and the reason why is the same reason that the team, I believe, exudes confidence. It's the reason why it permeates through the fan base, and that's because of leadership. And leadership 
in the form of a head coach and Doug Peterson that has won a Super Bowl. And that came in here and he acted like an adult. He also that has a calming presence about him. I saw, I think it was Dilla posted a picture of him today and said alpha. That's exactly what he is. But he's not an alpha with this, this complex that he has to stick his chest out and tell everybody how great he is. We know somebody who did that about a year ago, right? And it turns out that he wasn't great. Doug Peterson has the calmness and the confidence, in my opinion, of a guy that's like a 27-degree taekwondo dude. He never fights. He never yells. He never threatens. I'll walk up on him and see what happens. That's the confidence that he has. There's a quiet confidence that comes out of him, and it transfers right to the other half of what I believe are the most important things for the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. He talks about Trevor and says he works hard. I think he told Brett Favre just yesterday in an interview. He works hard. Nothing bothers him. And that's the kind of mental toughness that you really need when you're the leader of an NFL franchise. The Jaguars have been looking for an identity and a face for so long. And they tried to paint different people into that space and that place and that face. And it just doesn't work. It's working now. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence are going to be tied at the hip. When one goes, the other one's going to go. And I don't mean physically. I mean, in our minds and in our hearts, that's a hell of a duo, in my opinion, to have as your face. It's a hell of a duo to be holding the pen that's going to draw your identity. Because they're rooted in hard work, they're rooted in confidence, they're rooted in self, uh, self-awareness, self-assurance. They're very, very, I think Doug, deep down inside, he won't, I don't think he's the type of guy to say it. I ain't going to say what he will or won't say. But I think Doug has this feeling, at least this is what resonates with me. I can dial it up now. Remember Spurrier? Well, I can call some ball plays, right? I think Doug feels like I can dial it up with anybody. And why would he feel that way? Because he dialed it up at a clip that gave him over 40 points in the Super Bowl against the greatest coach of all time. That's one thing. He played this game. He, he, he coached under maybe the second best coach of our generation in Andy Reid. And I believe that he has that feeling on the inside. I can dial it up. If you dial it up for Nick Foles, imagine what he can do for Trevor Lawrence. A guy with that kind of arm talent. A guy that can do things above the X's and O's and beyond the X's and O's. They are single-handedly, those two people, probably more responsible for this renewed direction that uh, this franchise has and this new feeling that they have. I'm not going to even lie to you. If you'd have told me last year, if you'd asked me to gauge where this franchise would be based on where they had been and then where we just immediately came from last year with all that foolishness going on, if you'd asked me, where would we be? I use I use terms like baby steps. I use terms like I even said that I wouldn't put a cap on it on anybody's enthusiasm, or I wouldn't mark um, that they're going to be more measured, and that's not said about wins and losses, but by how it looks and how it feels. I'm beyond that, and and it's not because I'm giddy because the season is here. 
I'm beyond it because, quite frankly, I've watched and looked at a lot of teams here that I thought would be 500 that weren't even close to it. And I've, I've seen a pretty good few teams come in here and practice against the Jaguars. I've never felt this way, not even in 2017. I'm going to be honest, not even then. I felt in two, 2017 they were very top-heavy and they had they had a bunch of junkyard dogs on their team, and it showed. It showed. But I always felt deep down inside that the quarterback position was just going to be the thing that held them back. And Doug Marone probably felt the same way because – well, against New England, that's he kind of kneeled down. And I'm going to take you back to something that, that, that Doug Peterson put in his book. I, I, I didn't read the book, but I saw excerpts of the book about that, that point. And this shows you the difference between him and Doug Marone. Paraphrasing, Peterson said, why the hell did he do that? What was he doing, basically? Like, that's where they lost the game. And I said that a long time ago. It's like you 51 seconds left. You got the ball like on your own 30-yard line, and you got a field goal kicker that can kick it. They were in Massachusetts. He could have kicked it from Connecticut. And you do that? Doug was flabbergasted. So the very next year, Doug Marone was asked about Doug Peterson's comments. That's when he talked about a book that he read by Mark Manson called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Blank. And we all laughed. I even went and bought the book and I read it and I sent it to my daughter. It's funny, but it doesn't take a tuck away from the fact that what Doug Peterson said is exactly what I felt. And that's why I think he's the alpha. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Like I'd never do that. Paraphrasing. I would, if, if I was the coach, we would have went for it. And you see the difference between he had Nick Foles and they went for the jugular, went for it on fourth down. Even Nick Foles even caught, a touchdown just going for it that's what you have to be and that's what you have to do it's it's perfect perfect case in point you think marone was the alpha because of the way he walked around and talked about big burly former offensive lineman with the new york accent always talking tough and all that stuff no the guy who said he'd go for it is the quiet cool calm guy and i think there's a quiet cool calmness to the leadership of this football team and I, I really, really do think that my level of enthusiasm, surprisingly, has actually gone up from where it had been in the past or where did I, where I thought it would be. I would never have thought that I'd be here. Question, how much credit, if things go the way that I believe, and I said they're going to win 10 games and win the AFC South, how much credit goes to Trent Baalke? Do we all owe him an apology? I'll discuss that after I tell you guys about prizepicks.com. You know what prize picks is, man. If you don't, I'm going to tell you. I just gave somebody my promo code just this morning. Here's what it is, man. It's daily fantasy. And what happens is prize picks puts in entries, player entries, and they have player projections. Now it's up to you to decide whether they're going to go more or less and exceed those player projections. And if you can do that by choosing in anywhere between two and five players, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry if you're right. Come on, man. Y'all know more than me. Y'all argue with me all the time. Do, don't argue. Just go to prizepicks.com and enter the promo code locked on, right? You can download the prizepicks app or just go to prizepicks.com. Test yourself. Look at their daily fantasy entries and their player projections and see if you want to think that they're going to go more or less. 
think Trevor Lawrence is going to throw for 250 yards? You think he's going to go more or less? Stuff like that. You could do it and make you some Skrilla at the same time. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com or download the prizepicks app and use the promo code locked on. Now, what that go- that's going to get you is they're going to match your deposit up to $100. You put in $100, they're going to give you $100 on top of your $100. You do 50, they're going to do 50. You do 75, they're going to do 75. But you have to use the promo code locked on. Get the picking, man. Go ahead and do it. We need some money. We need some scratch. Nothing like being right and paid at the same time. All right. Trent Balky, the GM, the much maligned general manager for the Jacksonville Jaguars, has revamped this roster. I looked at the uh, unofficial depth chart from jaguars.com yesterday. Of the starters. 18, 17 out of the 22 people uh, were obtained either this year or last year. Meaning when Trent was the assistant GM in 2020, there were only five players that are start in the starting lineup that were on the team. And that's not including the kick. I think Logan Cook was here. Uh, but it does not, you know, if we add them to, if we make it 25 people, then there would be six and Logan Cook would be number six. And that depends on also who starts at running back. If it's James Robinson, or Travis Etienne, but you get the point. The point is, is they have turned and flipped this roster over. They have changed the athletic profile of the football team. The linebackers on this team are now the size of, of the, the defensive ends, uh, Clarence Campbell notwithstanding, but Devin Lloyd is bigger than Yannick Ngakwe and about the same size as Dante Fowler, and it's taller and more rangy. I wouldn't say heavier, but – Trevon Walker, outside linebacker edge. He's about the he's about five pounds lighter than some of the guys they played here at three technique, like Malik Jackson was like 288 or something like that. Maybe 10 pounds at about 6'5. And I've seen them in person, like stood right beside him. Malik used to do a radio show with me. And Trevon Walker is about that size. You, you know, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two of them. I think his arms are longer. They've just changed the athletic profile of the team. All the DBs, with the exception of Darius Williams, who's mostly going to be the nickel, but he's an athletic, tough guy. They're long and rangy. They have not sacrificed speed in order to do that. They've gained a lot of speed on offense. They have guys that may not be one alpha receivers or, or anything like that, but what they are are professional pass catchers, guys that know how to get open, know how to run routes, catch the ball. I hope they have a whole team full of like Keenan McCardells, even if they don't have a Jimmy Smith. And that's even saying a lot. So I'll push back on that a little bit. But I just want guys who know how to get open and, and create space for themselves and give Trevor Lawrence a, a place to deliver the ball. But give him credit for roster building. At some point, you got to give Trent Balky credit. Trent Balky got waxed by me, fans. My 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 thing was I looked at his track record and I did and then I I've seen Shad try to make changes in the past, and Shad never ever ever truly cut bait with everyone and started over after the initial hiring of Dave Caldwell. He, he always kept he always kept remnants of the past, and and so for me I wanted a fresh clean start. But we might owe Trent an apology if this team does the things that I think they're going to do. And the thing is, we'll, we'll, we'll probably owe him that apology for two things. One, for picking the players, for the, the scouting, 
that they've done. But two, here's the biggest thing. One of the things that we always thought the problem was with him is that he would meddle or he would want to coach or he would want to get in the way because of the things we've heard that happened between him and Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Someone who you probably wouldn't expect told me that he was a real, that Trent's a real nice guy. Yep. They said he's a good man, really, really nice guy. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So I kind of eased up on him and I didn't take things personally. And, you know, I didn't put the clown emoji up and there were people jeering him when he was walking to his car last year outside. I always thought that that stuff was a little bit out of bounds. But I introduced myself to him in uh, in the press area, in the, in the press box in the stadium. Looked me square in the eye, shook my hand, probably has heard or read something or seen something that I said about him. But I'm, I did the same thing with the prior GM, Dave Caldwell, which is why we became friends, because I firmly believe that this ain't personal. This is just my opinion. But I also like to treat people like human beings and, and treat them decently just because I don't think they do a good job at what they do doesn't mean that I got to be mean to them and hate them, right? Or be rude. And I think when the time is when the time comes, if all things are said and done, that if the fan base is happy with the product on the field and the team looks like they're on their way up and there's no turning back to going back to being in football purgatory, I'll be the first one to come on like locked on Jaguars and do a Trent Balky episode and say, I apologize. You were right. But kudos to him that in the face of adversity and in the face of pressure and in the face of really fans not really liking him and people around the league, why they got Trent Balk as the GM? Kudos to him for putting, for putting his head down and getting the job done. Kudos. Kudos to him. Guys get second chances all the time. I thought Rick Spielman was horrible in Miami, and then Rick Spielman goes to Minnesota and does what I thought was a pretty good job. Yeah, I did. I, I thought he was a terrible GM, and then all of a sudden he goes and he looks like a really good GM and did a pretty good job of building that team. I think Trent Baalke might be someone uh, at at some point, and, and I almost bit my tongue again, but at some point we're all going to look back and say, you know what, we were a little hard on Trent, and I, I saw pictures of Trent at one of the bars on the beach chilling and taking pictures with people and, it's just like it is a, it, it it has a, an opportunity and a chance to be a masterclass on why you don't fold under pressure and why you keep your head down and you do your job and and not take things personal and have very very tough skin. So uh, we may be on our way to all telling Trent Balky, thank you, thank you for doing your job and thank you for not listening to all of us when we were whooping on you and beating up on you in the media. I tell you what, we've been doing our job here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Man, I've been doing so many podcasts. Uh, I think I do them in my sleep. My wife heard heard me say something about your team every day in the sleep and thanking people for their first listen while I was actually asleep. But your second listen should go towards checking out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview, Ultimate Pro Football Preview of 2022. It's an eight 
episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. This dude's tried to jump on me, man. Uh, the coach guys were all right, but Tyler Rowland with the Locked On Titans and and John Hickman was, was he was missing from the Texans, but Cody was there. I told a joke about his his headboard, and <laughs> people didn't get it because I actually talked about his headboard on a crossover last week. So people wondered how the hell do I know about the headboard in his bedroom? You know, so it was funny. But anyway, they tried to gang up on me down there, man. And uh, especially after Matt Williamson made his prediction about the Jaguars, y'all got to check that out. I see all those haters out there. When the Jaguars start rolling and stomping on people and running up and down the field and you, you hear Duval in your sleep, you guys will get the point that this thing is for real. All right, so recapping what we talked about, we discussed how the Jaguars are no longer the purgatory team of the NFL and how it actually feels kind of good not being considered that, why they weren't that, and that's because of the leadership of Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence the duo of quarterback and coach, and maybe the apology, uh, there's an apology on the horizon at some point if this team is as good as I think they are for Trent Baalke. We will not be able to escape doing that, and we are all about accountability. We're also all about you guys taking care of each other and making sure you tune in tomorrow to another episode of Locked on Jaguars. Until then, I'm your man, Tony Wiggins. Thank you for making us your first listen.